This podcast was brought to you by Budweiser, official beer of the FA Cup. Drink Budweiser sensibly and visit drinkaware.ie. Wasn't it? it wasn't a classic. Did you expect us to, Tony, do you expect us to come here just to please you, the media? Because we don't come here to please you, we come here to win. And Gerard Stunning! What a strike after beating three, four, five players. Wonderful, wonderful fit to win any football match. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Balls and I FA Cup podcast in association with Budweiser. Uh, episode one, we had a chat with uh, former Republic of Ireland international and great football man Tony Cascarino. Episode two, uh, we are delighted to present you with a chat with uh, former Irish international and great football man John Aldridge. There's a theme here. Yeah, I got to do the Aldridge interview. Was yeah, thrilled. this was on Mikey Trainer and Gavin uh, Cooney here uh, for, for this episode. Gavin Casey is... You know, so busy uh, just chatting with his best mate Tony Cascarino that he couldn't uh, couldn't make it back for the uh, for the second episode. But yeah, as we were saying, you interviewed uh, Aldo as a Liverpool fan. That must have been pretty damn cool. It's pretty great. Yeah, the interesting thing about Aldridge and why he's such a a good guest for an FA Cup podcast is because he was only at Liverpool for about two years, from eighty seven to eighty nine. But in that time, particularly through the FA Cup, experienced two extraordinary years. Yeah. In Liverpool's history. So this is what you're going to listen to. We got into, we talked about, well, he missed the penalty. It was the first in the 88 Cup final yeah, against sure. Wimbledon. Now, I originally thought that this is the first penalty ever missed in an FA Cup. It actually wasn't. It was the first one to be saved. Uh, I think it was one missed by like a Sunderland player back in okay. the 1920s. I knew this at the time. I think I might have told Aldridge that in the interview. I've totally forgotten it now. So there was that. And then obviously the Hillsborough tragedy a year yeah. later. So there was the semi-final against Nottingham Forest. And that was, uh, you'll, so you'll hear him talking about that experience. And hear him talking about the replay, actually, which like detail that I actually hadn't heard before. And then obviously the final itself. And then when he left Liverpool, you'll hear, uh, hear all about that. It's, yeah, it promises to be a fascinating listen. Of course, in this year's FA Cup, things haven't been going so well for Liverpool at all. They were eliminated by Wolves. Yeah, very recently. they're not even re- relevant this this weekend no they're currently in La Manga on a training camp oh wow yeah they're like a little mini pre-season after the uh, the debacle that was recharge the batteries I'd say Johnny Giles thinks that's a great move because he, he thinks everybody are spent does he yeah he said well he said Klopp's, Klopp's got one plan and that's go 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 mm. and that doesn't always work especially it, it was almost Raymond Verheyen-esque in his, uh, in his criticism of Liverpool yeah which, uh, which would be interesting I suppose to see I think it could be, it could be a great thing this little sun holiday or it could make no difference at all. <laughs> you don't doubt it. It definitely won't help their FA Cup campaign because that's over. But uh, we'll get into it. John Aldridge, FA Cup memories. Yeah, let's see how it went down. John Aldridge, how are you? I'm well, thanks, yeah. I... I think we might just get straight into it because you were, I mean, you, you spent just what, two, about two and a half seasons at Liverpool, but yeah. the the time you spent at the FA Cup was just such a, like two massive, massive seasons yeah. in like the, the entire history of Liverpool. So mm-hmm. we might just get right in. So you were signed in February 87, yeah. which replaced Ian Rush, yeah. uh, and then you kind of got, uh, basically got starting as soon as Rush left yeah. in that brilliant 87, 88 team. In terms of league, I mean, you canter to the league. I think it was nine points ahead of United. Yeah. You finished. Yeah. How does that team rank in terms of Liverpool teams 
maybe ever. <clears throat> yeah, it, we, we always talk about this next place because we get together quite a lot. Um, I think it's the most flamboyant we've ever had. The pattern which we played, um, the way we knew each other, the balance was ridiculous. Um, it, it was it was just we we was we were playing games thinking, you know, we wouldn't go into games thinking will we win this. It was a matter of how many will win it by, mm. and, and that, that's how good we were. You know, Barnsley, Beasley, you know, from an England perspective, two of the best players. Barnsley was just unmarkable in them days. From an Ireland perspective, you have me and Ronnie. You know, and 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 and, and Ray Houghton. Yeah. Then Steve McMahon bounced it to England. So we had three Englishmen, three Irishmen, uh, and it was just, it just, it just was perfect. Um, from a sense of sense of forward point of view, I just get a ball. I only had a couple of touches. I I needed to just give it to one of them and get in the box, and wait for an opportunity to to come. Mm. We stay with that good. I get loads of service, so we were, we were balanced brilliantly. As far as going being the best Liverpool side of all time, it's hard to say we were because we've got five other five other teams who won European cups. Yeah, we were on we were vetoed by uh, Margaret Thatcher and the government and, and whoever else, uh, along with other English clubs, for five years. And unfortunately, we weren't, we weren't to go on the big stage and and show how good we were on, on there because we'd have had a a real good chance of of lifting the European Cup in them couple of seasons, you know. Yeah, and then in the absence of the European Cup, the FA Cup would have taken on probably extra importance because yeah. that, that would have been the showpiece of Cup to go with the league. Spot and on. You were kind of, that Liverpool team was competing for the double more or less every season from the mid-80s to 1990. Yeah. Did you win the double, I think, in 86? No. You did, yeah. Oh, you did. did that Before I came there, mm. yeah. Yeah. And then you won the league in 88 and then you go to the cup final against Wimbledon. Yeah. Uh, so we might chat about this cup final for a few minutes. It's looked back at, as one of the greatest shocks uh, in the history yeah. of the FA Cup. And I remember Ray, I was reading just in preparation for this and Ray Houghton was reminiscing on it and he said that he was actually a little bit more nervous than usual because Liverpool were such favourites. Like, yeah. Was that a weight in your mind going into that game? Um, I can see what Ray's talking about because uh, everyone is just thought it was a, a foregone conclusion. You know, it was, again, would they win 2, 3, 4, 5 nil in this final? Wimbledon had the match, and they had some good players, to be fair. They had a strong team. Mm. Um, but we, was, we were confident going into it. We didn't quite tick on the day. You know, they played extremely, extremely well. We said, I don't think that any other day they wouldn't have beat us. Um, things went for them, which mm. in the cup finals and, and the cup, it, it can do. Uh, and they took full advantage of it. Yeah, you know, um, it's one to forget from for, from my perspective. The first half, Dave Dave Besson pulled off a couple of few great saves, uh, and then we had a game a goal choked off by Peter Beasley, who went through, and the, the referee didn't play advantage, and it's a great finish. Uh, so that was pulled back, nothing mm. came of it. Then the second half, you know, I I, I went over in the box. Uh, to be fair, the momentum took me, and he gave a penalty, and it wasn't a penalty. You don't think it was a penalty? No, it wasn't a penalty. Okay. The, the, at Goodman, he got the ball just before me, yeah. and I went over him, and, and I was surprised when he gave the penalty. I thought, you weren't willing to do what Robbie Fowler did a few no, years ago? Not no, at no, all. no, not at all, no. <laughs> but, you know, Dave Bessent, he, he, he done his own work, right? So, I mean, most of my corners went in that side. Uh, it wasn't a bad penalty, but what Dave yeah. did, he, he stepped out, and he, and he, and he put it through himself, out so he shut down a half yeah. most of that side and and it was an extremely good save. Um, so so from my point of view, being a Liverpool fan as well, it was you know it's the worst one. I'm not it's yeah. one of the worst moments of my life, obviously. You know because I, 
I felt that I let everyone down. Yeah, and what's going through your mind when you're stepping up to take a penalty? Are you thinking, if I miss this, this is awful? Or are you pretty confident? I'm confident. Yeah. But I know, I know the added pressure around the world. Because yeah. in them days, the FA Cup was probably was big, if not bigger than the league. Yeah. It was, it was a huge, huge cup. Um, so I knew the billions around the planet watching it. And, and, and perhaps it, that got to me because when I say it was a good penalty, it was a decent penalty, it was a good height. Mm. For the age to save, um, so yeah. But from my point of view, the worst thing happened. Kenny substitutes me straight after. That was my last kick. Seriously, that was my last kick of the oh. game. And yeah. do you have words with Kenny afterwards? Uh, no, I couldn't because you know the manager. The manager yeah. he came up to me. He said, "Look, it's not your fault. Your two goals in the semi-finals got us here. Yeah. So don't blame yourself." But it's a story about the FA Cup, which I tell, tell everyone. The following year, we played Everton. Yeah. Everton had kick off, and my first touch was in the same place. And the ball went in the same place where it's supposed to have gone from the penalty against yeah. Neville Southall. So first touch to last touch. That's oh, so that was so yeah. actually that was kind of consecutive touches if you Absolutely. want. There's the penalty and then which the is, first touch is, against Everton. Which is weird. It is weird. It's really. And are you? We'll talk about eighty nine in more detail in a few minutes. But yeah. are you thinking that when you're when you've scored against Everton after four minutes your first yeah, touch? Yeah, I think think about it. Just come to me and I yeah. knew as the penalty where I wanted it, but that yeah. it went in where the penalty should have gone. Yeah. Should, Turn around to Kenny it's and a bit give spooky, him. Spooky, isn't it? Yeah, to turn around to Ke- Kenny and give him a bit of a face. No, no, we were all delighted at the time. Obviously, you know, uh, we had to win it that year for for the right reasons. Mm. Obviously, yeah. And then just to go back to eighty eight before yeah. we go on to eighty nine again, uh, Wimbledon obviously won it. There was talk afterwards, or maybe maybe it's myth, maybe it's in the last few years that of their kind of inti- intimidation no, tactics. I'm not having that. Yeah, no. we're not having that. No, we. We were, we were streetwise. We, we we were no nuggets. We knew what was what. We I mean, anyone wanted to fight with our team because we could stick up for ourselves. We had strong characters, yeah. you know. Uh, who can put you know Ronnie Wheel and Steve McMahon. I'm not being funny, you know. Myself, uh, the the, the centre backs wouldn't you couldn't walk over them. Yeah, Steve Nickel. You know, we had we had tough lads in there. So when we heard them singing, we we just laughed laughed it off. Yeah, but 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 it gave them a bit of belief. You know, they used it to their advantage, thinking that they'd done something, you know, to us. And, and if they want to believe that, then, then fair enough, you know, yeah. no problem. Because I know some of the lads, uh, and got to know them, they're, they're really good lads, the Wimbledon lads over the years. And, uh, hey, they deserved it on the day we played. Didn't play to our, our, our ability. But you give them full credit. Everything fell for them in, in many, many ways. But the, the team performance was exceptional. Yeah, and just to put a bit of context for the listeners, there was apparently Bobby Gould, the Wimbledon manager, set the clocks a bit late in their dressing room, so it left yeah. G standing in the touchline, and yeah. Vinnie Jones was shouting things in the tunnel. But, yeah, but it's not there. Come on, yeah. people, people, people want to believe that. Let them believe it. But no, go a season pros. We're a very experienced team. We just laughed it off. Yeah. You know, we just laughed off. So, you know, we just made the joke about it ourselves, you know, amongst these. The one thing I'll say from their perspective that the first title, uh, after after about five seconds, it went back to Steve Steve McMahon and Vinny, Vinny Jones, who's a great lad and all Vinny. He just this he he got ten years in jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he just mullied Steve. Nowhere near the ball. Have you ever seen the title again? It's always oh, horrendous title. You know, and he set the stall a little bit. Yeah. You know, for, for Wimbledon thinking, wow, whoa, what a start that is. Yeah. It gets everyone back up. And, you know, Steve done all right after that. It didn't phase him. Yeah. But it gave them a little bit of start, start you know, a bit of belief within themselves as well. It was a hell of a title. So the referee. Well, a hell of a, what should you say? Tackle is uh, being kind to it, I think. <laughs> Grievous bodily arm, I should say. <laughs> the referee gave a foul. 
You give a foul, but no boot. Uh, oh, you know, you got a yellow card. Okay. I'm sure he got a yellow card. I'm not too sure. Well, I'm not. It'd be worth looking back but on it, that. But it, it sounds like it'd be a raid today. Oh, he could have got he, the police could have took him away today's today's, today's football. Yeah. And then, so the '88 Cup final was so disappointing. I, I mean, it's been talked about as, oh, this is one of the great shocks in the FA Cup. Was it really? Obviously, Liverpool would have expected to, but I think Wimbledon were seventh. I think you'd only beaten them 2-1 at Anfield. You'd yeah. drawn away. Yeah. I mean, True. was people it really that much of a shock? People didn't look at it. It's just the way we, 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 we took the league by storm that year. You know, and, and, and any final this day and age, you'd never get odds like it. They were 6 or 7-1 to one, Wimbledon. In a cup final? In a wow. cup final, you could, get, you could get that odds for them. You know, um, but from our perspective, looking back on it, I think... See, we won the league, the league title uh, a few weeks before that. Yeah. We beat Tottenham at home one nil, uh, and I th- think we took our eye off the ball a little bit. Really, the, the games coming up, we played like Luton at home. We drew one up, and some other games we we weren't quite at it because the league was in the bag. I, I blamed that a little bit because our form going into the final wasn't quite as good as it had been in that season. So if you look at the results running up to Wembley. They weren't great. Yeah. The performances weren't great. I think we just took our eye off the ball slightly. Even going to make any excuse up for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so obviously you missed the penalty. I mean, obviously you're probably stewing that. You went to Euro '88 with Ireland. Are you kind of stewing over that penalty miss? Even Do you know what? That's the Germany? best thing that could have happened to me. Yeah. You know, because I, I was, I was, I was absolutely devastated. And then obviously we we knew the England game was, you know, close to and in Stuttgart. And so I just I just put all my focus into that, you know. That's the one thing that t- you know took me away from it, you know. And we had a, we had a hell of a time in Euro '88. We, you know, you're only six minutes away from getting the semis against Russia. We should we should have them dead and buried. Yeah. Um, you know, we were so so close. It was three great performances from us. You know, overall we couldn't do much more than that. Um, so so yeah, that was that really helped me overcome it. Yeah. When I got back to Liverpool, then I started thinking about it again. Really? I did, yeah. yeah. And, I, and the following year, I, I started off the season up front when Rushy come back. Um, you know, I scored a couple of goals against Wimbledon in the, the Charity Shield, which we won 2-1. I scored a hat-trick the first game. You know, Rushy was sitting on the bench, you know, so I had something to fight for there. Yeah. But we, the first penalty we got was against Man United at home uh, in the league. And I said to Jan Malby, you take it. Really? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. It knocked me confidence big time. Oh, and I was right. always a big confident yeah. penalty ticket. But that really, you know, hit me strongly. So Jan scored the goal and we won 1 0 against Man United at Anfield, which was great. Yeah. Uh, to be fair. But but then the next penalty, we, we played West Ham away in a League Cup game and, and I took that penalty and it was all right after that. Now, were you back kind of fresh choice penalty dagger from then on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then obviously it comes to 88 89 and uh, I, mean, I mean, the whole. The whole thing is obviously yeah. the Hillsborough shadow looms yeah. all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were playing in that game against Nottingham Forest at Hillsborough. Um, when did you first realise that something bad had happened? Yeah, we were in the dressing room. We, we all got took off. We we actually thought a barrier. Well, I thought a barrier had collapsed because it used to happen years ago. You know, mm. and then you you get people poured on the pitch, but you never you never got no fatalities. You know, we just used to get off the pitch, sort it out, and then go and play again. And then we were waiting like 20 minutes or so in the dressing room and we could hear things going off. We didn't have a clue what was going on. And yeah. things going off just outside the dressing room and people saying, uh, shouting in, there's people dying there, people dead. And I'm going, what's that? So Kenny, Kenny had a little walk out just to see what was happening. And uh, he come in and he just said, uh, have a shower, have a shower, lads. 
Um, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. So then we knew something. Something. By the time we got up to the players' players' lounge, John Motson was on on the television saying at that time thirty people uh, was was dead. You know, and that's when we it, it hits us like someone with sledgehammer hitting you across the head. Just yeah. wow, what's happening there? You know, and then yeah, it was horrendous. Yeah, can you even? <laughs> Commute your feelings. Are you feeling like guilt because well these people came to watch me I play don't football? Know. Do you know or... what? I was a Liverpool fan all my life. I used to go home and away. Yeah. You know, if I was a fan, I'd have been there that day. If I didn't wasn't a professional football, you know, I'd have been there. You know, amongst it, uh, and I've been in some 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 places with the away fans, which was very scary over the years when it was very claustrophobic and crushing and all that. So I knew, I, I knew, you know, to a certain degree, you know, how bad it could be. Um. So I didn't know. I just didn't know how I felt. It was just, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. And then you know, it gets into nineties, and then you get home, and then then phew, you just you realize it's just where where it's fairly. You know, that you just it's 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 a feeling so remorseful. You know, you can't put into words. Yeah, and talk to me about the days and weeks afterwards because. Mm. Kenny and the players as well almost took on the role. I think you've described it as counsellors. Yeah, yeah, it was. We, 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 we uh, the family and friends used to come in. We, we opened our arms to everyone so we could talk to them. You know, to make it whatever we could better for for, for the families and friends. Uh, we did that, and then we took it upon ourselves to go to all the all the funerals. Mm. You know, uh, I think I, I went to eleven. Okay. You know, um, in in the short space of time, so you know, it, but we didn't have anyone go with us. I'd get in my car, told you had to turn up at a certain church, you know, and make your way in and and and, and just sit there, let like, make sure people see that you're there on behalf of the club and showing yeah. respect. Uh, so it was re- very, very, very tough. You know, the the two two girls, you know, the two Hicks girls was there, and a couple of brothers. Uh, one in particular, uh, I didn't know. So it, we got to a stage that we didn't really know what was coming, whether you coming or going. And, uh, and the, this one was sitting on the end of the aisle, and and and, and a, a coffin came past, and you never walk alone. What's going on? And just going to put on the, you know, and the, and the down down the aisle, and the altar there, and and then a, a little coffin came behind it, father and son, which I, I was, it just blew me away because I did, I wasn't expecting it. Mm. You know, that's the type of things that we had to do anyway. Yeah. And did you and did you visit uh, like people who were ill in hospital? If you don't mind yeah, talking did, about yeah. it, yeah, we did all that. Yeah, yeah. and then as, as players, that's the only thing we we could could really do. You know, mm. that's, that, that was the thing to do. You know, yeah. obviously, uh, uh, for the sake of the families. Yeah, and then you, the semi final is refixed for I think it's twenty two days later yeah. at Old Trafford. Did you want to play that game? After I, I couldn't motivate myself mm. for some. Right, right, me and Ray were close friends, and, and he knew more than anyone. About my feelings, it was just I, I just couldn't get my head around anything hmm. uh, at the time. And me, my wife, and my wife done really well. She 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 rallied me around. And some some of the some of the families actually write, wrote me letters saying, you know, our soul, soul John, one used to play. Wow. I just I just didn't. I was disinterested. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I think what's this all about? You know. Um, and then finally, I, I seen sense. Said, of course, you know, yeah. So, uh, you know, you have to, you have to play, play on, and, and win the cup. Yeah, you know, for for me personally, the semi final was the biggest game. Yeah, and is there when you're thinking ahead of that game, is there anything? Are you thinking we just cannot lose? Yeah, this game, and does that ever enter your head before that game? Yeah, 
There's no way. I, 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 we played Everton for the first game. We actually went to Celtic Park a week mm. before. Celtic fans, absolutely amazing. Unbelievable. Oh, and was, that game was just fixed to raise some money. Just, it was just a friendly 4-1. It didn't matter what the score was. We won 4-1. I came on second half and I got me, got me appetite back for the game, you know, playing that second half. But the club, the fans, the Celtic fans, words fail me. How, how, how fantastic they were. It was just awesome. And then obviously we um, played Everton 0-0. I come off with about 20 minutes ago and I thought, Kenny's going to play Rushy in the semi-final, which would have broke me. Really? It have broke me that, you know. So um, I, sm- I went and smashed the dressing room and a couple of doors in. I went after the- when I got took off at Goodison Park. I just lost the plot. Right. Uh, and then on the Sunday, I'm waiting for the team and my name was picked. That was the- That's the biggest game for me. That's, got- that's the biggest game. We can't lose. You know, and uh, how do you mean it would have broken you? Just the sense that you'd be sitting on the bench and you couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, it would. It, when I say it, it would, it would, it would have repercussions on me because that was a game, the biggest game in my career. Yeah, you know, the semi-final before and what happened. We got to, we had to, we had to win it. Yeah, the families. I wanted to be a part of of that win, uh, and thankfully we played, we played well. I played one of my best games for the club. I think that I scored two, two headers. Yeah, and we won three one. Uh, the one thing that from that game I, I did, which was, you know, because the way I, I was, Brian Law scored own goal to make it three-one, and I knew it was game over, and I stroked his head, meaning unlucky, but yeah. yes, yeah, we've done it for the for, for the families, and that's regretted that big time. really because I, I know did. Brian Clough, I think, criticised you over yeah, it. Absolutely, you know, anyone can do it. Look. It looked really bad when I seen it, yeah. and, and I thought, "Oh dear me!" Because it, it meant so much to me to to win that for the for the family. And obviously, in years to come, I did apologise to Brian, and uh, you know, and I helped him out on one little thing that which made me feel a little bit better, yeah. you know, because it was uh, completely out of character. Then. Yeah, and then the eighty nine cup final against Everton of all teams, mm. you score after four minutes. Mm. And what's I mean, how's your preparation for that game as well? Is it again like the semi final where? I can't lose this. Yeah, it this is. You know, the semi-final was the biggest one, even mm. bigger than the final. You know, but you get the final, then your motivational tool is is to win it for the, for the families. Yeah, um, and there's never. This is what interests me. Is there any like guilt about winning? If that makes any sense, you know, football at the end of the day. I felt sorry for Everton Football Club. Yeah, that's what you're implying, aren't you? You know, because yeah. they were put in a situation where it was a Merseyside final, which was very, very fitting. Mm. Everton fans, Everton club was tremendous. As you'd expect, you know, from from a major side point of view, they were in like a, a no win situation, weren't they? Yeah, you know, and and, and I, f- I felt felt for them for that for that reason, you know. But it was it was great that it was Everton in the final. Not that we beat them. I mean, in a nice way. It's a major side because it was the, the the atmosphere was just ridiculously incredible. Yeah, Everton fans were were immense. Liverpool fans were immense, you know. And, and we, we we scraped the win in the end. Um, it, it livened up towards the, the end of it, but we we had to win it for the families. Then yeah. that was the motivational too. Yeah, and you you lead you score after four minutes, and that Liverpool just dominated that game. Yeah, and watched it back last night. Totally dominated it, and then Everton score about a few seconds before the ninety minutes. And Liverpool come back again. It says a lot about the strength of character of that team, considering yeah. everything they'd been through yeah. to dominate a cup final and then have to face into extra time. It, yeah, it was it was a mad final, wasn't it? Mm. You know, it wasn't a great final. I don't think over ninety minutes. Uh, but you're right; we had the much better chances. Um, and then Everton just last minute. 
I was absolutely gutted because I wanted to be the one nil the goal scorer. Yeah. I wanted that to, for the families, but uh, one all, and then Rushy comes out, comes you know he comes and does what we all know he can do. Scores two great goals, two great balls in by Barnsley, and two fantastic goals which took it away from Everton. But you know, fancy having someone coming off the bench like Ian Rush, you know, yeah. for, for me, you know. So, so that that was the strength of the team, yeah. Yeah, and then afterwards, in terms of the celebrations, are you kind of understated knowing that? Well, football in the wider context isn't that important, or do you think, well, the fans and the no, families we, 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 wanted us to yes, win this? We, yeah. to, we celebrated. We, we really went for it because we've gone through so much. You had to, for your own benefit, to counsel your own self and your own your family, you had, to, you had to enjoy that moment. Dressing room must have been very raw or very emotional afterwards. It was. It was. We, you know, we were singing, singing songs, you know, in the dressing room, um, Liverpool songs and all that. Um, which was which was nice, you know, having a few beers, uh, and we had a, we had a great night, you know, we had a really good night, and it, it was it was it was a nice occasion. Yeah, yeah and then the season, on a terms of a footballing sense, ends in a sour note. Arsenal come to well, we Anfield. Had, we had to cram loads of games in, didn't we? Yeah, because we had a backlog. You know, after the after the Evan game, we we played West Ham on a Monday. Uh, it was a cup final on the Saturday. Um, do you know what? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, no, we played West Ham on a Monday. We won five one at home. Battered them. Yeah, absolutely mullered them. Um, and then that gave us the ideal opportunity to 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 be able to lose one nil against Arsenal. Yeah, in the final game because a one nil defeat would have meant you won the league. But yeah. weirdly, a two nil defeat would give it to Arsenal. Absolutely. To be fair, I wish we wouldn't won five one because we had to go into that game needing a draw or a win. I think we'd have done it. Really? I do, yeah, I do. We, we were a better team than Arsenal with all due respect to them. But they came and they'd done a number on us. We Again, we didn't we didn't really create too much against them, but we'd we done enough. Like Kenny said, don't do anything silly before the game. Like, we were out playing for a little, little draw in many ways, so we never got out of second gear. Mm. When they got the first goal, it put the frighteners amongst us, you know what I mean? And then... For it to to happen the way it, the way it did, I give them all credit. Awesome, yeah. it was a fantastic result for the club. For it to end the season on that note, <laughs> if you was right down in the comic, people say that's a load of garbage. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it happened. It's just ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, both the both the final and the Arsenal game. It's, it's just mad. Yeah, it's not madness. It's just ridiculous. People wouldn't believe it if you put in the book of the comic. Yeah, and the footage of you on the field afterwards is quite iconic. I think it is anyway. I, I've, I've never seen someone look so dejected oh. on a football field. Oh. Have you kind of carried that with you? It's a killer, you know. It's, it's a proper knife right through the heart. Yeah. You know, and, and Dave, Dave will lead me, mate. Obviously, he tried to pick me up, which I don't know. I was just... I just again, you know, the club meant so much to me. I just couldn't believe what had just happened, and and I, I shrugged them off. We talked about it afterwards, anyway. It's not a problem. Um, so so yeah, you know, just just the way I am. You know, I, I'm very passionate about about you know things that I'm involved in. Yeah, and um, sometimes. I do things off the cuff where, where, where it's not great. Like the sideline isn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not great, but that's the way I am, you know, I can't help what I, what I am, you know, I just, I'm just, I've always been brought up to be a winner. Yeah. You end up leaving Liverpool a couple of months later, I uh, go to Real Sociedad, the story is Ian Rush is kind of starting ahead of you and you're worried about your game time. How much of a wrench was it to leave? Oh, I was gutted. Yeah. I, I worked all my life to get to play for Liverpool, that was always my ambition when I was a kid. And, and I lived the dream. I scored 63 goals in 104 games. I can't do no more than that. Yeah. If the manager doesn't play it after that, there's something wrong. 
He told me he wasn't going to play. Uh, he's going to sit me on a bench. Going to play rushy. If I want to play, I've got to go elsewhere. Forced, forced out to a certain degree. I was. I was forced out. Is there any bitterness towards there? Or um, you... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've been embittered. I'm, I've got past it now, but yeah. embittered because I, 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 for twenty-seven years, I worked all my life to try and play for Liverpool Football Club. I worked bloody hard. Yeah, and and I got it. Only it's like being given a Christmas present and at least getting it took off you, you know. And, and when you score a goal every 1.8 games, whatever it is, I think you deserve a little bit better. I just mm. scored 31 goals in 40 games that season. Do that now. You're top of the pops, aren't you? Yeah. I, have your relationship with Kenny's like, Leash okay now? Is it all? Oh, yeah. Oh, still talk to Kenny. Yeah, of course. Still yeah. talk to Kenny. But, you know, in the back of my mind, it'll all be there, always be there. The cop didn't want me to go. The Liverpool fans didn't want me to go. I didn't want to go. But I was forced out. That's the life. Mm-hmm. And then, but still love the club. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And he's the first non-Basque player to play with Real Sociedad. Yeah. What's that like? Um, different. I think so. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was a big thing before I went there. Yeah. But not to the extremities of what it was. The press conference was ridiculous when I first went. I'd never seen nothing like it in my life. In what way? Just in San Sebastian, yeah. Okay. The people had turned up. I got shown around after that and there was all graffiti all over the training ground. I didn't know what it meant at the time because yeah. I couldn't speak Spanish then. Yeah. But basically he was saying, Aldridge, go and do one. We don't want you here. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, a few weeks later I scored a couple of goals against Barcelona and it seemed to be all right, you know. <laughs> but no, I love the Basque people. Yeah. They're very similar to Irish people. They're very, very proud. Okay. Lovely, lovely people. Very fervent, very passionate people. Uh, they took me to heart. And uh, for two seasons, I'll give them everything that I could. My family couldn't settle. We came home, but I look back on it fondly now. Like I said to my grandson a few months back, I scored six goals in a new camp against Barcelona. <laughs> no, you didn't, Granddad. <laughs> I said in three games, I did. I said, "Come on, get on the get on the internet." There you go, there you go, there you go. So it's all on the internet, me to see. So, yeah. so yeah, that was, I loved that. It must be great. I loved that in a new camp, and, and I scored against two two of them at home. So I scored eight goals against Barca. And we beat beat Madrid at home and I scored, and we beat, we beat Madrid away, and three two and I scored. So, hey, that's what dreams are made out of. Yeah, going to Barcelona and Madrid and being able to do that with me with me uh, me, me comrades, it was just something that I really look back fondly at, you know. Yeah, and they're great people. I love doing it for the best people, the smashing people. And how I assume you're kind of following Liverpool results when you're in Spain. How do you do that in 1989, 1990? Yeah, you, yeah, you did. You got a phone. Yeah, you phone up. You know, after the games, you you know, house phones. You know, phone my mum and me, uh, my dad or, or whoever, or my brother-in-laws or my mates. You know, how did Liverpool get on? And they just say yeah. Yeah, yeah, do and one. but the Discord did one more of you just played. <laughs> <laughs> That's diplomatic. <laughs> no, and, what are your memories? Is that famous semi-final then in the FA Cup against Crystal Palace, the four-three? That uh, have you got any memories of following I that? Was, no, I was. Yeah, me, uh, my wife, and my father-in-law and the kids were in an Italian. We played on the Saturday night. Real so We were on, we went for an Italian because you wouldn't get to see the game in them days over in, in Spain. So we went for an Italian meal and. And then uh, yeah, every every how did we we found out Jones dad was going out on the phone, and phoning home every fifteen minutes to see what the score was. All right, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't. I just couldn't believe what was what had gone on. I just, it was just ridiculous. Because oh. that's kind of more of a shock than the Wimbledon final, even but wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. yeah, you know, I think the lads were three one up as well. Mm. Yeah, something just for us to 
capitulating that man. I was just not Liverpool, mm. you know. Um, that's the FA Cup for you, you know. I could, I could talk about the FA Cup for hours and hours. <laughs> things as a manager, yeah. as a player of Newport County in Oxford, it just had so many things going on in my career, you know. Great competition. Fantastic. I still love it. It's all right. It's not got the buzz of what it had like years yeah. ago, but but it still means a lot to people, you know. I mean, you've got to take it serious. Yeah. Well, let's come back to Liverpool in a minute. Let's talk about the FA Cup and what's it like with Newport and all that, like, I suppose, third round experiences and yeah. got any Newport, memories that stick out? Well, yeah, we used to have to play in the first and second round to get the third round. Okay, with yeah. Um, <laughs> one in particular, Newport, we drew Everton in the third round Okay. Uh, at home and we win them 1-0. Uh, played really well with on the 89th minutes, and Kevin Sheedy's got the ball 30 yards out. It's a bit of a mud heap, something part, and he has a pop of goal sheets, 30 yards. The goalie's got it covered, and unfortunately, he went under his body. Oh, last minute equaliser! I was absolutely <laughs> sick. <laughs> that keeper not realised they were oh, Liverpool fan up front. Campbell, poor old Mark, he made the blunder. Yeah, but Sheeds, hey, Sheeds, he had the lovely left foot in his Sheeds, and then we we went to Goodison Park, uh, lost two one. But I scored an overhead scissor kick, which was great to make it one all. But That's unfortunately, right. yeah. we got beat two one. So that was first big thing in the FA Cup. Oxford, you know, we won the Milk Cup with Oxford. Which yeah, was great. We had a a couple of runs in, in the FA Cup, but never really progressed too much. But with Tramie Rovers, you know, as a manager, I got into two quarter finals, which was awesome. Of the games we played was awesome. Obviously, the Southampton game comes to mind. But we beat Everton away three nil. Okay. You enjoy that? Ah, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Everton fans were they just giving you a stick and yeah, but, the like yeah, it was all right. And yeah. Sheeds was my assistant, by the way. Kev, all right, I can't say too much, but Kevin quite he's played, works for the club now, but he really enjoyed it as well. <laughs> and then we played Southampton um, the the next next game, but the draw had already been done after we drew nil nil at Southampton, and the winners play Liverpool in the quarter final at home. I'm thinking, oh, I've got to have a bit of this. Yeah. Then we play Southampton uh, on a Wednesday night in the uh, replay, and the half time were three 0 down. Me, me half team, half time team talk. You know, I had to think quick what I'm going to do here. So uh, I picked on a, a, a few lads who have never picked on before. Basically, I told them in front of all the world, they've got no desire to okay. play Liverpool Football Club. I said they made an absolute show themselves in front of all the world who's watching this game with interest. Uh, they're not proud. I, I just put them all down. I said, disgrace. Uh, threw a couple of cups of teas all over the place, okay. as you do. And I just wanted to get a reaction. And they went out, and, and I got a reaction off them. They, they were unbelievable. One, yeah. four, three. Oh, unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. That's Istanbul before Liverpool realised about it. Paul Rydow's ex Evertonian scored three, and Stuart Barlow ex Evertonian scored the other one. And it was just what dreams are made of. Yeah. It was just. And we played Liverpool, obviously, in the, in the quarter-final. Uh, we lost 4-2. Uh, is that an Anfield or is that in That was at home, yeah. our place. Um, Liverpool played very, very well. Um, uh, but it was still a great moment for me yeah. as a manager to, to you know put my wits up against uh, Julia in Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, and then just to kind of bring it back to Liverpool in a kind of a wider context, that 1990 season where they lose to Palace, they win the league. Uh, could you have imagined listening to them win the league on the phone in Spain that that'd be the last time you hear Liverpool win the league. Yeah. No, no. No, that's that's just crazy though. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. No, and you look back, you know, we've been mismanaged from from all over the place since then, haven't we? You know, we just took took the eye off the ball, brought wrong players, 
for a long, long time. We bought wrong players who weren't fit enough to play for our reserves. Yeah. Along with some really good players, don't get me wrong, but, but yeah, it's just it's just the fact that for twenty odd years we we've not won it. It's just it's just crazy. And it's interesting to hear you say that about the Palace game, losing that game, that's just not Liverpool. And no. Can you see that maybe okay, they're kind of mismanaged, maybe Graeme Souness, I think, has maybe tried to make too many changes at yeah, one time quick. when he came in. But could you see maybe the seeds of decline beginning Possibly. to be sown? Yeah. Like I, I was reading something by John Scales, who was on the bench for Wimbledon eighty eight and said, Oh, Wimbledon beating Liverpool kind of stripped them of their aura of invincibility. And not mm, that John Scales helped us when he was at Liverpool in the nineties. Interesting. Uh, I've mm. never heard that quote, but it's interesting. Um, no, things happen in finals, but you know, Liverpool drew Everton four four as well, didn't they? And, mm. and and you know, Palace four three. That that just we, that that never happened. That just wouldn't happen in in this in the eighties seventies. You know, if it did, it was very very rare to one occasion. But it started happening a little bit too much. Coventry five one at yeah. one stage. So there was things not right there, was the. And you know, you know Graham and other managers, you know, come and went, and we lost. Lost. We lost. I don't know. People said that Ilsbert took, took ripped the heart out of the club. But it's not not the case. It's just that we we've been managed poorly, whereas we haven't been got got the best players. What Liverpool deserve to have over the years, percentage wise. Yeah, yeah, that's great, John Aldridge, sir. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Well, that was a highly enjoyable chat with uh, with John Aldridge. Yeah, it was, it was a real, real pleasure to speak to him. Um, interesting, yeah, as you said about uh, the, the replay from the Hillsborough disaster, it sounds like quite a, quite an in- incredible thing to go through. Yeah, it was extraordinary, and, he, and I think he called it in the interview like that was that was his biggest game, even bigger than the final, which was quite interesting. I don't know, I hadn't come across that before. And even talking about the regrets of rubbing was at Brian Law's head, uh, like in celebration, it obviously didn't come across well. And it's interesting to hear that, Thing kind of still plays a, yeah, a bit on his mind. That's what that's what struck me most is like it's it's been so long. But like I suppose when you're in the line of work that they are, where they essentially just have to talk about about their memories because everybody likes hearing about them. Mm. These type of things they 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 pop up again. It's like you, you don't you can't really get away from. Them. Yeah, exactly. And there's that it's a really interesting way that Aldridge opened there when he talked about. Uh, so he he took the penalty and missed against Wimbledon in 88 and then he was taken off by Kenny Dalglish immediately yeah. and the next time he kicked a bowl in an FA Cup final was to score from that exact position against Everton in the final year later so that's a nice little bit of symmetry there it is indeed uh, a reminder that we have a video that accompanies uh, this interview that will be up on our Facebook and our YouTube channel which is not just balls on YouTube um, also a reminder that we are coming back for episode 3 of the FA Cup podcast with uh, with Laurie Sanchez a man uh, on the right side of the 88 final yeah absolutely no relation to Alexis, of course. Um, he did, however, uh, talk about um, Vinnie Jones because he okay. was part of that incredible Wimbledon team, as you just mentioned yeah. there, the whole crazy gang experience. So uh, I took that in view and uh, I really enjoyed it. Lars Hans is great. So be sure to keep an eye out from that. But from all of us here at Balls Today, thank you for listening to the Balls Today FA Cup podcast in association with Budweiser. We will catch you for the next one. This podcast was brought to you by Budweiser, official beer of the FA Cup. Drink Budweiser sensibly and visit drinkaware.ie.